With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, guys? You're listening to Wide Open Radio, the nation's number one custom motorcycle podcast. With your host, Courtney Lambert. Brought to you by Raw Edge Custom Motorcycle Paint Shop. Hear real talk discussions with the biggest names in the industry about the latest custom motorcycle news, trends, and events. Now, grab a drink and have a seat, because we're about to get started.
2016 right now. Um, that actually is, you used to always hear people call it Black Bike Week, but now everybody's calling it Bike Fest 2016. Um, they've also called it Atlantic Beach Bike Week before. Uh, so there's a lot of different names. It's kind of hard to keep up with. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of, I don't know, it seems like it would make it a little hard for them to brand the event and market it. But every year there's still a ton of people that show up. It's a ton of fun. Um, I haven't been to that event since, I think it was 2010 or 2011 was the last time that I was in there. And um, the guys are going up tonight, actually. I told Art whenever we were scheduling this show that it was going to be interesting to see how I could fit this in tonight because we're literally trying to load the trailers up and stuff right now. So I am walking around outside of the shop so I can talk to you guys. Um, so Myrtle Beach Bike Week, uh, Black Bike Week, Bike Fest, whatever you want to call it, um, that will kick off officially tomorrow. You're going to see a lot of brand new stuff up there. I've heard a lot of builders saying that they have new builds coming out. Um, that's also a huge place for stereo competitions and things like that. So, like I said, a lot of fun. It's a late night crowd. Um, vendor booths open a little bit later there, and uh, you stay out all night. So, really fun place. Um, also coming up in June, I know all you Texans are getting ready for Rot Rally, which is a really big event. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I won't be going back to that this year. Um, Rick Fairless warned me last year while I was out there. He said, listen, do not go out after dark. And he made me promise him that I wouldn't go out to the campgrounds or whatever after dark. So I listened to him and I didn't. And, uh, I did go right as it was starting to get dark and it was pretty interesting. And when I say interesting, I mean, scary. I've never seen anything like that in my life and I can't unsee any of it either. So very interesting to see. Um, I've never seen so many naked people in my life. I'll just put it to you that way. So if you guys have never been to Rot Rally, uh, that is coming up in June as well in Austin, Texas. Um, definitely a different event. So I um, want to announce really quickly before we bring on our first guest, um, we do have a new advertiser, which I'm really excited about. Um, Bagger Brothers came on board with us a couple weeks ago. And um, they are really turning their brand around. They've got some new, um, new and improved products coming out. Their whole goal, guys, is to make quality products for an affordable price. So they're really um, bringing some new parts to the industry, um, reworking some older parts. And um, those of you who have been following, I'm sure you know that they are actually uh, manufacturing and distributing Corey's new line of parts. So you'll see a whole Corey Souza original line of Bagger Brother parts on the market now. Um, we've just unveiled a couple of those so far. Um, one of those is the extended exhaust tips for the Python Razor exhaust, the two-into-one Python Razor. And another is the hideaway tag bracket. So um, those are two that we've unveiled so far. Um, there's actually a couple more, but I haven't done official releases on those yet. So um, stay tuned for that, and that's pretty cool. We're excited to have Bagger Brothers on board with us. And the other thing that I want to bring up is Thunder by the Bay. You guys have heard us talk about this in Sarasota. Um, we've been waiting to hear what the um, outcome is going to be of that. And um, they've been trying to decide if they're going to take that away from Sarasota or not. And we've actually come to the point where a decision has been made and the event will no longer be downtown. So um, it's, it's actually going to be interesting to see how that affects the, um, the attendance. So that is that. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and transition on over. Um, I have a couple of guys 
um, on the line right now that we're going to talk to. And um, if you are listening right now, I see a lot of people who are listening. If you are um, listening with a question, if you want to come on air and ask a question, if you'll open one on your keypad, you'll press one on your keypad. That will let me know that we have somebody who wants to come online, okay? Um, we're going to take just a second and listen to a commercial from our advertiser real quick, and we'll be right back. New on the custom motorcycle scene and taking the industry by storm, Raw Edge Custom Motorcycle Paint Shop, specializing in badass airbrushed graphics, laid down by some of the top artists in the country. Raw Edge offers free consultation to help motorcycle owners decide on colors and designs that bring their vision to life. Custom renderings are also available, allowing customers to see the paint layout on paper before any paint is actually sprayed on the bike. Quick turnaround times on award-winning paint is something that is hard to come by these days. And Raw Edge has committed to providing these services along with top-notch professional customer service, helping top-name industry pros and everyday Joes make their dream bikes a reality. Stop by RawEdge.com to view a full portfolio, list of services, and contact info. Ready to turn your ride into a work of art? Call Raw Edge to get started on your project today. 602-471-2912. All right, guys, so we're back, and that was um, from Raw Edge. You guys know that they are a title sponsor, so the show is completely brought to you by Raw Edge. And uh, we have a couple of guys from Raw Edge on the phone with us right now. You know that we've had uh, Raw Edge on air with us before. And really our focus, whenever we've done that before, has been for us to tell you about the actual company. So our focus tonight is to tell you a little more about the painters and, um, you know, their artistry and their talent. So we're going to talk to these guys. Um, Tim and Matt, are you with me right now? Yes, I'm here. All right, perfect. So um, we we spoke a little bit earlier today, and we decided that it would be kind of a good idea to let everybody get to know you guys better, since you're the ones doing the paint jobs out there. Um, does somebody, one of you guys, want to kind of take the reins? And for anybody who's not listened to the show recently, maybe you can just give a quick summary of the company itself, so that we don't focus too much on that. Sure. Um, Tim, do you want to go ahead or? Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead, Matt. Okay. Um, So basically, Tim and I, um, we're the the two artists here at Raw Edge. Um, We uh, specialize in airbrush um, custom paint, of course, Um, but we also do, uh, you know, basic layout, uh, you know, flames, um, two tones, um, you know, not, you know, some some of the simpler paint schemes, but... um, we also offer um, a rendering service. Uh, Tim is exceptionally uh, good in that department um, with providing, uh, you know, detailed renderings that are realistic to the application as well as, you know, easy to understand by the uh, the customer. And uh, we deal with, you know, all the, the major guys in town here, um, Dirty Bird, um, you know, uh, Paul Tracy, um, Baggers Inc., uh, we've done a lot of work for them, um, Scott Owens. Um, so, you know, we just, uh, you know, we also do with, we deal with a lot with, uh, you know, the the uh, average Joes, as the commercial says. Um, we have a longstanding relationship with uh, 
some of the dealerships, some of the Harley dealerships as well as the Victory dealerships in town. And, uh, you know, just having a one-on-one consultation um, with with the, the average guy that just wants to get his bike painted, that's pretty much it. Well, it's definitely awesome to get kind of a recap for those people who haven't listened. And I'm sorry, guys, I keep coughing, and I know this is going to happen the entire episode, and I feel really bad, but um, this cold or whatever it is just is not going away. So, um, you need to come down to Phoenix. About, I don't know what it is. You know what? I was just in Phoenix. Well, I wasn't in Phoenix, but I was um, in Arizona and Nevada last week, and it didn't really bother me that much while I was there. But I came back to Florida. And something just, I don't know, I don't usually have allergy problems or anything like that, and it has completely wiped me out. So, yeah, I'm having a problem right now. Um, so no tell problem. me a little bit about how you guys actually, well, first of all, let's do this. I want to talk about how you transitioned over to Raw Edge, because Raw Edge essentially is a fairly new company, um, or a new segment of an established company, I should say that. And you guys have a... a very good path too though so can you guys just um maybe tim go first and then um we'll let matt go and you guys kind of tell us what your background is and how you got to the point where you are now and then we'll talk about your transition to Raj. okay yeah um you know i was just like any other guy i was you know just working a lot of nine to five jobs um all while while doing a little bit of artwork here and there Never did a whole lot of automotive, uh, nothing in the bikes or, or nothing like that. Um, you know, it just grinded on me um, daily, you know, when I would show um, my coworkers just artwork, that, you know, stuff that I was working on at the house or what I was doing in the garage. And, you know, everybody would say, you know, you know, why don't you do this for a living, you know? And it never really dawned on me until about 2006. You know, I was going to... A few of the local shows that had, uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, what a brush bash is. It's where uh, a bunch of pinstripers and a bunch of local um, airbrush artists get together and they do a bunch of artwork and they mostly give it away for uh, donations or in a charity of some sorts. And so I've been to a bunch of those shows for many years and one year I decided to go um and actually, this is where I met Matt. This is uh, approximately about 10 years ago um, from last month. And, you know, I just started airbrushing as a demo. And one of the guys, he was kind of interested in what I was doing. Um, he wanted to know if I wanted to do a pinup on a tank for him because, you know, he was struggling with it a little bit. So I met him up at a shop uh, shortly after I did that job. And then I did another job and then two months down the road and you know, I was there. By then I had already quit my job and decided that's what I was going to do, uh, automotive and motorcycle artwork for, from the rest on, you know, it's, uh, but as Very far cool. as where, yeah. So as far as how I got to raw edge is after I worked for that company for a few years, I quit and moved on to another company and worked there for a while, um, all the while learning um, the, the computer, do renderings and stuff like that, dealing with customers, um, learning layout skills, uh, flames and so forth. Um, 
And then after I was done with that company, I went on my own for a while. And then after they found out I was on my own, I, I mean, I was flooded with like probably like four other companies that wanted to hire me, but I didn't want oh, to wow. work for another company. Yeah, and I just wanted to stay on my own as a contractor and just, you know, have the freedom just to move about and do everything um, on my own time uh, until I, you know, or John reached out to me uh, back in, I believe, August, which I, I still had no intention to work for another company, but, uh, you know, after meeting John, you know, he was a, a great guy. I met a bunch of the guys here at the shop. There are a bunch of uh, very talented guys as well. And, uh, you know, he he offered me something that all these other places wouldn't give me, you know, uh, maybe uh, uh, some time in the limelight, you know, to, to really show what I could do to the, the local builders and people across the country. And Very so, cool. Um, you know, it's a, it's a good sign that you say that you had so many people coming after you, you know, because – um, a lot of times whenever people break away from a company, they're a little skittish and they're not sure how things are going to go and am I going to be able to make it on your own? But you obviously had a lot of confidence in yourself, so that's, that speaks a lot. Yeah, I mean, it took a while for me to realize that, you know, my name was getting around locally and people were starting to know me and the people who did know me uh, personally, that they, they knew that I was a really easy guy to work with. Uh, I mm-hmm. knew what I was doing. Um, if they just had the confidence in me, because I had the confidence to do what I need to do to get the job done. So, and most of them and that knew me, that or that know me, they know that I can get the job done for sure. So that wasn't a problem at all. And so when I broke away, uh, I was pretty confident that you know guys would be calling me. And they they knew my re- reputation that I was uh, a really good guy, um, very on time with you know, the deadlines and everything. And uh, it just boiled down to, you know, what's it going to take for you to get me to do this and that. So once we settled on prices and so forth, um, everything was straightforward with that. We know it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the most common, um, I don't want to say problems, but it is a problem sometimes, but issues with um, artists in general. But, you know, in the custom motorcycle industry, um, probably at least half the people listening know that it's hard to get a custom paint job on time, you know, because stuff happens and, you know, we know that the customers don't always know that, but for you to be able to say that you are, uh, that you always deliver in a timely manner, that's pretty good because most people know that it's just kind of up in the air and when you're finished, you're finished, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Matt, can you tell us a little bit about how um, how you got up to the point where you came to Raw Edge, a little bit of your background? Um, sure. Uh, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> um, as far I, as I you want to go. I started drawing when I was two. Um, <laughs> colored in a lot of coloring books. Um, okay. Colored on the walls for many years. No, I'm just joking. Um, so, <laughs> basically, I uh, I... I went to art school, um, but, you know, I drew all my life. That's not a joke. I seriously drew nonstop. Um, mm-hmm. Went to art school, uh, left art school or graduated art school and discovered that uh, it's really hard to become in a professional artist. 
um, that's one thing they don't really teach you in our school is the actual yeah. Yeah. job that, you know, making money, doing what you love to do. So, um, you know, I took a couple years off, just kind of learned the way of the world and worked for some nine-to-fivers, um, you know, serving tables and that kind of stupid stuff. But um, I ended up working at a, a shop or a paint shop, a local paint supplier, and uh, they had a little airbrush in the cabinet. I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I've never done it before. I was, you know, about 23, 24. And um, so I just picked it up, and pretty soon, you know, just like Tim, people started noticing, paying me, you know, little money. Now that I look back, they're paying me, you know, pennies on the dollar to, to do their artwork, but I didn't really care um, just because I was learning and, you know, getting the hang of it. And, um, you know, once once I graduated out of just learning and, and having that as my occupation, um, I got really serious about it, going to seminars and, um, you know, getting DVDs and, you know, just trying to absorb as much information as possible. Um, and, you know, going to those brush bashes, that's part of the education is the, you know, the networking and the one-on-one time you have with other artists, um, just learning some of the tricks, some of the, the ways that they go about, you know, solving some problems, um, and um, ended up working for quite a few companies, some of the, the big, bigger paint shops in town, um, and just learning from a lot of different people. And um, that was, you know, a, a huge part of my, my education and my transition. Um, and, you know, I, you know, coming over here to Raw Edge, um, it was pretty easy for me because uh, most of the, the different shops, um, I'm assuming around the country, um, they don't want you to be in that limelight. They want to keep you as a secret kind of in the back room. You know, just, you know, don't pay attention to that guy. He's just one of the workers. But in reality, you know, the reason why they're coming there is because of the artists, you know, of, of the artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can go to any, there's 10,000 shops. You can go to just get a, you know, a solid black or, a, you know, a blue, you know, pearl coat over whatever, um, but the artists are actually what drive custom paint, the custom world is the artists. I mean, the bike builders are artists in their own right, you know, and they, you know, people seek those people out um, to get their job, you know, done in a custom, um, personalized way. Um, and that's one right. great thing about being at Raw Edge is, you know, our, the attention, you know, the the, the customer is, is walking in, knowing that the artists are very involved. Uh, we talk to all the, our customers one-on-one, um, give them quotes, you know, personally, um, and then go over all the artwork, you know, with them to make it exactly the way that they want it to be. Um, you know, and then we actually execute the job, so. Yeah. Now, you guys actually work together on the same paint jobs a lot of times, right, which is, very rare that two artists can collaborate on one piece of art. Right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, super rare so that um two artists can even stand each other um you know <laughs> with the different egos and um style differences. Um a lot of times, you know, it it's a very short lived um you know journey of having two two artists in the same room for any you know an extended amount of time. But um, mm-hmm. him and I, you know, we've gotten along. We've known each other for 10 years. Um, you know, we get along 
even outside of work. Um, we, you know, think a lot alike. Um, and when it comes to the artwork, you know, we can collaborate. We can talk to each other, ask each other questions, bounce ideas off each other, and even finish each other's work, you know, if, if someone... That's you know, awesome. If we can't, yeah, if, like I have to skip out because I got three kids, you know, and sometimes I have to go to a Little League game or, you know, whatever. Tim's right there that you can <laughs> pick up the slack. Yeah, so, that's awesome. I mean, and it, your customers it, are getting two for the price of one, really. Yeah, and the the speed in which we can get things done is insane. Um, you know, we're we're basically whipping out a bike that would take an artist, uh, you know, a week and a half to do, and we're doing it in a day and a half. So, wow, um, it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy how fast we can get stuff done when we uh, when we get get into it. So, yeah. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you guys. If people out there listening are interested in um, doing a paint job, because one of the things that we wanted to talk about, but we're running out of time here, um, one of the things that we wanted to mention tonight is if you guys are having a bike built, um, you can always ship the body of your bike to Raw Edge to have it painted. That's always an option. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you guys. Okay, yeah, um, so you can either reach us through our website, uh, which is uh, rawedge.com, R-A-E-D-G-E.com, uh, or you can give us a call, uh, 602-471-2912. Uh, or if you're in the neighborhood, you can always stop by the shop. Um, our address is 7015 South Harl Avenue, Madison Tempe, Arizona. Um, our, our address is on the website. Um, you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, we have an Instagram account, um, and we're we're trying to you know update that as much as possible. Um, but uh, okay. yeah, pretty much it. All right. Well, very cool, guys. Now, everybody, listen. This is a chance for you to actually listen to the the artists, the painters at Raw Edge Talk. Okay, so you've heard us talk about the company, but I wanted you to get to know Tim and Matt a little better because you hear us talk about them. But uh, I always like for you to be able to kind of put a personality with the name and the face that you see online. So um, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. And um, I hope that some people will reach out, um, call these guys up, tell them what your ideas are and see if they might be able to help you out. You never know. And next time uh, we have you guys on, I'd like to talk about some of the projects that you're working on. And uh, in the meantime, we'll post some pictures of some things that you guys are, are doing. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. All right, guys, thank you so much. We're going to listen to another um, ad really quick here from Raw Edge. Whenever we get back, we will have Art Steele from All-Star Baggers. New on the custom motorcycle scene and taking the industry by storm, Raw Edge Custom Motorcycle Paint Shop, specializing in badass airbrushed graphics, laid down by some of the top artists in the country. Raw Edge offers free consultation to help motorcycle owners decide on colors and designs that bring their vision to life. Custom renderings are also available, allowing customers to see the paint layout on paper before any paint is actually sprayed on the bike. Quick turnaround times on award-winning paint is something that is hard to come by these days. And Raw Edge has committed to providing these services along with top-notch professional customer service. Helping top-name industry pros and everyday Joes make their dream bikes a reality. Stop by RawEdge.com to view a full portfolio, list of services, and contact info. Ready to turn your ride into a work of art? Call Raw Edge. 602-471-2912. 
to get started on your project today. 602-471-2912. All right, guys. Now, um, if you're just tuning in, I have to apologize again. I explained at the beginning of the show that two things are going on right now that are going to make this a very distracting show, and the audio is probably not going to be great. But um, I can't help either one of them, so I'm just apologizing in advance. I'm sick, and we're trying to get the guys out of the shop tonight to get up to Myrtle Beach for a bike fest, Black Bike Week. So it's a little crazy. I know you guys have probably heard a lot of background noise tonight. I've literally been walking in and out of the shop, around the yard, wherever I can get away from people so that I can um, get through this show. And I've been having to mute myself on and off because I can't stop coughing. So um, anyway, we are going to go ahead and bring Art on. Art and I have been talking about doing an episode about All-Star Baggers for a while now, and it's finally coming to fruition. So um, I want everybody to, at home, give Art a really nice welcome. How are you doing tonight, Art? Good morning, Courtney. How are you today? Good morning. Oh, I was going to say, oh, you've been on hold oh, for so morning. long, you're probably asleep. <laughs> no, no, no. I was listening to guys, man. You know, Tim and Matt, they're, they're great guys, man. Tim did Tim did some airbrush work for uh, my business partner's bike. came out great. So I definitely recommend yeah. those guys. Very cool. So um, I came out to your place um, last month. It seems like it's been like three months, and it was really only the beginning of April. But um, it was you right after there, Easter. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about that a little later, but I always like to start from the beginning. So I want to hear about how you got started, what your background is, and everything leading up to the beginning of All-Star Baggers. So, I, and I personally can't wait to hear this. I warned everybody whenever we were advertising this on Facebook that um, it was going to be a very colorful show. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm ready to hear about your background, Art. You were right. You did trick me into saying it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, for those of you that don't know the conversation we had, Courtney told me she was going to trick me into telling you all about my past. Anyway, so uh, way All-Star Bagger started, (laughs) I'd love to tell you some great story about how me and my dad uh, used to build motorcycles in the garage, but that'd be an absolute lie. Um, no, okay. it's just really honestly, it was it was just a bunch of guys that we uh, we all uh, loved motorcycles. We all loved pretty women. We all loved going out drinking and having a bunch of fun. And we decided, hey, you know what? Let's uh, let's give this kind of a whirl. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like the reason that people rob banks. That's where the money's at. So uh, we all uh, decided we'd get in the motorcycle industry and find a bunch of pretty girls. Seems to work so far. Okay. Uh, Okay, I get where you're going with this now, because at first I thought you were saying, I was like, somebody tricked you into thinking that you can get rich in the motorcycle industry, but then I realized that you were saying that people like banks for the money, and you liked the bike industry for the pretty women, so I get it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We we, we figured it out a long time ago. If you you absolutely love doing something, nobody's going to pay you for it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, no, No, we've actually done really well. Um, you know, we have we have a nice shop right in downtown Dallas. I mean, you you've been there yourself. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's more of a showroom than than a regular shop. You know, um, mm-hmm. there's four thousand square feet of showroom. You know, um, it's it's definitely it's definitely a lot of fun. 
So. Yeah, you guys have a big open space, right, whenever you walk in. And I like that because you have room to show all kinds of stuff off. You can fit quite a few motorcycles in there. So you have, when you walk in, um, and I, I posted the video again today so that people could kind of get an idea of what the shop looks like when you walk around. But um, I like when you walk in to the right in that window in the corner, you guys kind of have just like a roller sitting there so people can kind of see. Oh, the ass kicker display that we saw with Linda get. We uh we we that had you to what? Like Sturgis and it, we we had to we had to like back, practically arm wrestling to get this thing. It was it was an <laughs> awesome display. Um, we went to Sturgis. Um, actually, the weekend that we were opening the store, we had we had done all the finish out on the building and everything. We were waiting for our CEO, and uh, we were hoping we would be open before Sturgis two years ago, and we just weren't. And uh, so we were uh-huh. walking around trying to buy stuff. We were trying to fill the store. Um, and it was actually when I met Len, um, I walked up and I go, I'll take it. And he goes, he goes, so you want the body work? And I'm like, no, I want the whole display. I want the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want the stand, the, the display, the body work and everything. I'm going to turn it into a big display for this window. And I kind of told him, you know, Hey, look, this is, we're opening up a new shop and we're going to be the next guys that everybody should pay attention to. And, you know, he kind of chuckled, uh-huh. you know, and, you know. <laughs> Uh, he, 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 you know what? He was kind enough to be polite. So, and he's, and oh, well, he's a great good. guy. He's been, he's, he's been super great to us ever since. And we've developed a great relationship with those guys. And I, I love dealing with him and Hogue. And those guys are awesome. And, you know, when, when Brian from our age was over there, you know, he, t- he definitely took care of us, you know, but, uh, good. yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of, I kind of thought that we needed to have something that, that showed people what we could do without having, a hundred thousand dollar motorcycle in a corner. So basically we just put a lift in the, in a corner window and put a set of bodywork and threw some paint on it and put a 30 inch wheel out there and let the world know, Hey, you know, we're going to be players in this. Well, there you go. So you have full, you do have full builds in your showroom though, which is cool. Um, there are two particular bikes that actually one of them wasn't in there. We're going to talk about that later, but, um, you had two bikes (laughs) you guys debuted. (laughs) Um, you have two bikes that you you guys debuted out in Galveston last year and um, that was kind of a big deal leading up to that that was like your big yeah absolutely bang in your honey I thought so well you got to tell us a little bit about those two builds well the two bikes that we took out there were um, my personal bike which is uh, Miss Right Now which is a 30 inch bolt-on bike um you know, I'm sure I'm sure you'll love to hear that story. Um, and then uh, my business partner Nick, uh, he decided that he was just gonna kind of show the world what we could do. He uh, came to me with a design. Um, we kind of sat down, and everything at the shop kind of gets written down on a napkin. I, I know we're really high tech. Um, and then uh, we sat down, <laughs> scribbled it up, scribbled it up, scribbled it up, and and then uh, we needed some help with some of the stuff. You know, to be quite honest with you, we had we had the knowledge and we had some ability but we wanted to go to that next step so we called some people that we knew in the industry obviously one of them being your honey the wonderful Corey Sosa and uh we said hey man we need some help so uh he definitely dipped into his his little magic bag of tricks and helped us out with that and next thing I knew we had this beautiful 32 inch road king monster that we've been toting around called never enough um, Beautiful bike. It's, it's thank you, thank you, thank you. It's definitely, it's definitely something that uh, 
we're very proud of. You know, it's it's won Baddest Bagger, it's won uh, different awards at the Cabbage Patch, it won Best of Show at the Rats Hole Show in Daytona, which to us was like winning the Holy Grail. You know, everybody knows what the Rats Hole yeah. is. You know, the Rats Hole at Daytona on the 75th with a bagger against all those crazy motorcycles. That's, you know, there's only a couple of people that have won that show with baggers. You know, that, you know, we've been, we've been really trying to build our pedigree over the last year and a half and, and we're a relatively new company. You know, we, we kind of stepped yeah. into the deep end where, where, you know, we were like, Hey, we're going to be, you know, with on level with the guys from, you know, uh, the West coast and the guys from the East coast, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. we kind of did our own style. You know, we came we came at it, you know, kind of Texas style. You know, everything bigger was better. You know, that motorcycle's almost 12 feet long. You know, it's it's a beast. You know, it's it's the only bike yeah. I've ever seen that has a 32 on 32 on it that actually makes it look like it fits. So <laughs> that's true. Now that you so, say that, you know, yeah. I mean, I rode the bike around in Daytona, you know, for a week, and and people were like, "That is the biggest motorcycle I've ever seen." And I was like, oh, well, you haven't, you haven't seen my other bike then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have two of them that are 12 feet long. <laughs> so, anyway, you That's know, the funny. guys over at, uh, the, the guys over at, uh, at Eric's place, you know, helped us out with some paint, you know, and, mm-hmm. and once again, you, you know, we, we, we did something that we hadn't seen a lot of, you know, um, we did, you know, kind of a flat base with, with a gloss paint job, you know, it's got all this mechanical kind of steampunk theme to it. So we were looking for something that just appealed to the average person, you know, but, uh, yeah. we wanted, we wanted the regular riders to like the bike as well, not just big wheel guys, you know, so we yeah. made it really simple, really clean. Um, it, it's definitely our most meticulous build by far. I mean, if it doesn't need to be there, it's not there. And if it doesn't make it look cool or go faster, it's not there either. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know, and well, and, and it definitely shows. Say, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna I was say gonna that say, bike has I was gonna say, received. A, I've got plenty of miles. I've, I've gotten plenty of seat time myself on it. You know, Nick rides it around all the time. I ride it around. We kind of fight over who's gonna ride it at times. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I love when people say you can't ride big wheel bikes, but they they really love to say it when it's a thirty-two. You know, obviously, you know. Yeah. You can't ride a thirty-two. You can't ride a thirty-two down the freeway at a hundred miles an hour. Who would do that? Check out my check out my That's Facebook. <laughs> you know, but, funny. Uh, yeah, and it, now, it drives like it drives like a Cadillac. Well, speaking of Facebook, so I've posted a couple of pictures of the bikes that we're talking about. So, um, the what color is Nick's bike? What would you say? It's like a brown root beer type color. It's actually it's actually like. A bronze? Orange from an, it's burnt orange from an 08 Hayabusa. We were all sport bike guys. We used to Oh, okay, and, yeah. And we, had, and, we had, and we had these crazy fast motorcycles, you know, 400, 500 horsepower turbocharged street bikes. And so it, mm-hmm. was, it was definitely going to be a, a, a hard transition for us to get into this Harley thing because I was like, I'm not buying a Harley, y'all. And then everybody said, hey, <laughs> you see that chick over there with the big boobs? And I was like, yeah, she's hot. She likes Harleys. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'll take two. Um, no, that's that's one hundred percent a lie. I I really did not get to. The rest was true. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't say that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, but so, you know, we we started turbocharging them, and 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 uh, you know that kind of seemed like a, a natural transition for us. You know, 
we we yeah. started out with some trash we started out with some trash uh turbo setups we've we're now we're kind of moving into some of the cmp stuff you know mike porham over there uh, a great guy you know nick trask great guy um you know there's not a lot of there's not a lot of people that i can actually say are, are really good guys in this industry i know everybody reads these magazines and they think all these guys are sunshine and roses but some of these guys are are a little finicky and they get their feelings <laughs> yeah. when they don't win trophies so you know mm-hmm. you know i've been i've I, i've definitely i've definitely been at places where I, I wish i could have just broke the top off and handed it to the guy and go here man take that home with you because um yeah. you look like you're about to go home and kill your wife <laughs> yeah so, it's funny how that happens that is very important to a lot of people hey, I'm unfortunately lie, i'm a trophy I'm a, I'm a trophy whore man there's nothing better than when they call your name you know, or, or if they call out your company, I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely yeah. love it. You know, there's, I mean, hell, when we were in Daytona, you know, at the Cabbage Patch, they gave away this, this is the first year they gave away this like pro wrestling belt. And it was like for the pro builder, you know, of Daytona and we won it. And I, I told saw that in your I said, shop. Man. Yeah. I, said, I mounted it on the wall. You know, I told the guys, I said, Hey man, if we win that, I'm wearing this thing all friggin' night long, you know? And, and, <laughs> Oddly enough, we did win it, and then we ended up going to a gentleman's established and made young ladies try it on all night. It was kind of cool, but um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's part of it. Imagine that. For, what? What? Yeah. What? 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 I, mean, <laughs> I got to tell you guys, if you were not in Galveston last year, um, so not only did Art and Nick bring these brand new bikes that they had just unveiled. Um, and everybody was kind of hyped up about it because you guys had posted some stuff on Facebook or whatnot. Well, the sneaker picks. The, the sneaker picks. Yes, those are the picks that like we we blurred out certain stuff and then we made stuff like we like welded shit together that we actually didn't go to those bikes and we told people that they were for the bike to try to make like other builders oh. trying to figure out what they were. You know. I missed that. And then. And yeah, and then we took like pictures of like four different bikes and said that it was different different stuff we were building and then we actually showed up with completely different stuff. It was kinda cool. I mean it was kinda like we were spies. <laughs> it was a lot I of fun. Was, I was What is that noise? Who, uh, who who is drilling no. who is drilling into your phone? <laughs> I don't what? know. Did you, go away now? Did you just get in your car? Did you get in your car? Are we better? Are no. <laughs> yes, I wish. Better. Trust me. There's nothing I want to do. Are you driving Besides away? talking to you right now. No. <laughs> no. Like, I am. Out, yeah, yeah. Art right, will do this later. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't hey, know what that was. Hey, you're, not the, you're not the first pretty girl to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the direction that I was going was yes. the nighttime photos out at Galveston with the... No, that wasn't... With what? <laughs> with what? Just the girls <laughs> riding around on the bikes and stuff, because it was so funny, because oh, everybody the, oh, was paying the, attention. Oh, you mean on the Strand? Yeah. You mean on the yeah, Strand, when, we, had, when yeah. we debuted Miss Right Now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to post some of those pictures. Know, well, for those of you that don't know, Miss Right Now is coding. Very attractive young ladies tied up and handcuffed and ball gagged and you know just normal normal weekend stuff <laughs> um but but to add a little theatrics to the uh to the event um i had a young lady with me that was tied up and ball gagged and yeah anyway <laughs> so we rode down the strand that way and she she was on the back of the bike but 
Nobody paid attention to that. They were all looking at the 32. I was going to say, I'm what do you mean? sure nobody was looking at the girl. No, they all looked at they all looked at Never Enough. You know, Never Enough stole the show. Nobody <laughs> would stare at a woman with large with large breasts pushed up to her chin, tied up on a motorcycle, oh, taking pictures for hours. <laughs> nobody would do that. Come on. Yeah, nobody, especially not in this industry. That's no, absurd. <laughs> so I it definitely this. went along really this. well with the theme. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of people really liked it, and, and the greatest part about it was honestly, it's not offensive. I know it sounds absolutely bizarre how how we could have pulled that off, but we have a phenomenal painter that uh, works with us, uh, gentleman Jace Hudson, over at Fast Life Garage. He uh, he does awesome work, work for us. Um, I, I love the stuff that he does, and uh, it's it's easy for me to communicate with him. You know, um, I kind of tell him where I'm going. And he, and he knows exactly what what I'm thinking. So he did a, he did a great job. And the bike's actually just sexy. It's not it's not offensive. I've never had anybody say it's too vulgar. You know, obviously there's certain shows that we don't take it to because there's going to be children around. And I don't want somebody right. trying to explain why why there's a young lady with a ball gag in her mouth to a five year old. But um, you know, <laughs> might be I mean, hard to it's do. Motorcycle and it's, it's a motorcycle industry. These are adults. You know what I mean? So yeah, you know. It's supposed to be about having fun, well, and it's, it's supposed to be, you know, custom. You make it make it an extension of yourself, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, it. You know, okay. there's a lot of things in the motorcycle industry I've learned over all the years that I've been doing this. That you're, it, no matter how many times you see things, and no how, no matter how many events you go to and everything, there's still going to be something happen that you just weren't expecting, you know. And it's like. Um, I was talking earlier in the show about Rot Rally, how Rot Rally, what? I said, I'm guessing that was usually me. (laughs) I'm guessing that's usually me. (laughs) Well, I was talking earlier about Rot Rally, and, you know, I was saying Rot Rally is coming up in June, and that I'm not going back, not for this reason by any means, but, you know, last year was my first year at Rot Rally, and so I I didn't really know what it was all about. It was right after the shooting. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was right after the shooting in Waco with all the gangs yeah. Yeah. We didn't go last year no. either. We ended up going we yeah. ended up going to the dub show last year instead and ended up uh doing really well with uh my old bike Starstruck there. Um which was totally crazy because I honestly did not think it was even kind of our demographic. You know? Yeah. And uh we actually just went to the dub show this past weekend and, and won again. It was it's really good. It's really nice to see that people appreciate hard work regardless of the style, you know, even though it doesn't fit yeah. that whole lowrider low style. Um, and, and granted, my personal bike, this right now does, you know, it's panels and, and silver leaf and, and airbrushing. Um, but sadly, she didn't make the show. Um, Why not? But, but next year. Okay. Uh, um, right. uh, uh, basically, are, are we going to talk about the... that? <laughs> sure, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's go okay, all right. <laughs> um, the day before Easter, I was out riding with my business partner, and uh, we were coming back from your dear friend, Rick Fearless's place, Strokers, Dallas, which Love is our that normal place. routine. Which is our normal routine. Go hang out, have mm-hmm. have a nice burger, and hang out with some good friends. You know, everybody stands around showing off their motorcycles, telling each other how cool they used to be. Um, but we were, we were riding home and, uh, we had a little bit of an incident where we found out that motor vehicles 
that are larger than big little baggers don't do well when they get into arguments. And uh, at least right now, and myself ended up losing that end of the end of the fight. So I. Oh, uh, you guys yeah. went down. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I rode her all the way to the ground. Did that sound bad? Did that sound terrible? <laughs> Not coming from you. So. So. But this is the reason why you weren't there. Whenever I came to your shop, you were in the hospital. It is. It is. I was in the hospital. I was, in, I was there for about eight days. I uh, had five cracked ribs, a couple broken bones in my foot, um, my knee. To this day, I. It's still a little bit jacked up. They're trying to figure out if they're going to do surgery on it now. Um, but I had two surgeries on my spleen where they actually were able to save it, which I was extremely happy. Um, and and yeah. all doing a whopping 35 miles an hour. And uh, uh, luckily, I, I survived it. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. You know, most people know me as really reckless and, and, and out there and kind of uh, arrogant and outstanding. And, I, and I've really tried to slow that down since this. It really kind of pulled the pulled the reins on me. I know that sounds really wild, but I've got a new positive outlook and trying to stay a little bit low key. I mean, I'm sure people that follow me on Facebook have seen, you know, my, my postings have definitely changed. You know, I'm kind of going a different direction in my life and trying to live a little bit better. You know, that doesn't mean that some young lady's rent isn't getting paid later tonight when I get done with this show. Um, but, uh, no, <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not getting into as much controversy with people. And, you know, uh, I, I'm just one of those guys that I just call bullshit when I see it, you know, and yeah, and, and I get into I, I get into it with a lot of people sometimes, and and I don't really mean to, but uh, it's easy to do in this taken. industry, though. Well, I think what happens is I think sometimes things just get taken a little bit too seriously, and and I and I think I'm joking, and other people don't, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like our, like our T-shirts, you know, the whole haters make us famous thing. You know, it started out because. When we first started up, you know, we were the underdogs here in Dallas. You know, there's a couple other builders that are real, you know, big reputation guys, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and we were kind of the joke. You know, we were kind of the guy that when we rode up, you know, everybody stopped talking. And I was like, what the shit's going on here? You know, and if they're not yeah. talking when you walk up, that means they're talking about you. Yeah. So rather than, so rather than bitch up, we just kind of grabbed it by the balls and, and said, hey, you know what? If they're going to hate on us, let's run with it. You know, we've, yeah. had, we've, we've had several different people kind of play on that, you know. I mean, there's other shops that think that that's funny, but the reality was, hey, man, if if, if you weren't scared of us before, you probably are now. And I guarantee you know who we are now. Yeah, so, yeah. Which you know, is, my, my business, that's my business partner, you know, he's a, he's a phenomenal mechanic, you know. Um, we, put, we put blood, sweat, and tears into our bikes. You know, we take it serious. Mm-hmm. You know, they're part of our family. You know, um, you know, we don't go out trying to we don't go out trying to build show bikes. We go out trying to build the best street bikes that we can build, and they win shows, which is something completely yeah. different than a lot of people. You know, now, if somebody wants a bike that they can ride anywhere they anywhere they want, they need to call us because that's what we build. And it, the proof is in the pudding because you guys you guys ride those bikes that you build. So, and it's people see you out all the time on them doing it. So. Um, do you guys, I would like to know, like, how how shop owners and their employees and stuff function within their shop. Um, you and Nick, you're, you're partners, right? Yeah, like that. yeah, we've been friends for, we've been friends okay. for over 20 years. And, and every time that I say partners, I have to clarify life partner because I think she gets a little 
jealous when I say that. You know, I think <laughs> I, I think I'm like not my life partner, and he kind of eyeballs me a little bit, like he he's sad that I said it that way. I'm not really sure. He is so gonna kill you. <laughs> yes, yes, he's gonna be really pissed with that one. But but <laughs> you guys have no idea. Um, you know, it's funny you're asking how do how does everybody get along? You know, there's times like it's OCC on on TV. You know, where the dad and the son were killing each other and throwing tools around the shop. And then uh-huh. it's there's times where everybody's just like, man, you know, hey, good job, man. I I really didn't know how this was gonna turn out, but you did a great job. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's like everybody's a big family. You know, are there times where everybody yeah. tells each other to kiss their ass? Of course. It's, it's like any relationship, you know. Um, yeah. Luck, luckily, you know, everybody has their, their specialty at our place, and, and we've hired them because of that. You know, when, when we first started out, to be quite honest with you, we didn't know how to build a, a badass, you know, baddest bagger winner. You know, there's there was, there's no sense in even trying to pretend. You know, we didn't know how to do mm-hmm. it. We we bought a bunch of magazines. We we called a bunch of people, and and uh, we just had to start putting money into it and and time. And and then we realized that it wasn't really even the money. It was it was the the heart and soul. You know. Yeah, like, there's, definitely. There's lots of folks out there that have money. You know, and that's just a sad reality. There's a ton of folks that are out there have money, and and you've seen them. You you've been to bike shows where you just see, you know. Seventy, eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars in a motorcycle, and you just go, "That's the ugliest shit I've ever seen." You know? <laughs> yep. And, and you're like, you're like, why did they do that? You know? But, but you know, then there's a guy that that sneaks up on you, and he's got, you know, twenty grand in a bike that he paid five grand for, and you're like, man, that's awesome. You know? And you're like, yeah. How long did it take you to build this? And the guys go, like, man, I didn't sleep for you know two months while I built it in my garage. You know? Yeah. And. and and you know that's that's the guys that I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of the, I'm not afraid of going to a show and running into you know the big guys. You know, you know I expect them to yeah. have something awesome. It's the guy that it's yeah. the guy that's been that's been skimping on his rent and didn't pay his electric bill and missed his his girlfriend's birthday to to put something <laughs> new on his motorcycle. That's the guy that I'm like oh, yeah shit, that's that's awesome. You know yeah like he wants this and it's funny too because yeah, like, um. I think everybody listening can, can kind of relate, you know, not a lot of people can relate to the person that can just go out and drop a hundred thousand dollars on their motorcycle, motorcycle. Everybody can kind of relate to somebody that can eventually come up with $20,000 to put into it over time, you know? And, um, if, if somebody is able to make a beautiful, well-crafted bike with $20,000, that is scary. Just like you said, because what would they be able to do if somebody put $100,000 in their hands? You know, and oh, I can tell you. I they can would tell probably you. be able to do things I can, that... I can, I can tell okay. you, they build, they build never enough. I mean, I'm just... Oh, there you um, go. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was, I was just joking. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, we probably have the world's most expensive front wheel. I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's ridiculous, you know. Um, well, let's talk we about spent, that for a we, minute because, yeah. We um, you know, let's we called up it. a bunch of people. We we called up a bunch of people wanting a specific wheel design done, and and folks were just like, we can't do it. You know, and I was like, what do you mean you can't do it? And uh, we called place after place after place that that kept saying that they could do it, and then they they could just never figure out how to make it actually turn into a, a wheel. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, we got a hold of the guys at Metal Sports and just said, hey, look, you know, this is what we're thinking. And uh, they said, cool, you know, send us over the CAD. And I was like, 
the CAD what? They're like, the CAD file. Send us over the CAD file. We'll cut it up. And I go, oh, okay, cool. Hey, what's your cell phone number? And I'll take a picture of this napkin, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> and uh, they were like, they were like, no, 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 that's not how it works. And they're like, no, 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 that is how it works. I'm going to write you a check for whatever you want, and I'm going to send you a napkin, so you do what you do. <laughs> right. You know? And, uh, and uh, it, it turned into the – it's called the Sea Nasty – and uh, there's kind of an inside joke with that, which I'll, I'll tell you later, but uh, off air. Okay. But, but the wheel's a, a 3D spoked wheel where every other spoke touches the actual outer edge of the rim where there's nothing that touches the center of the outer hub. Um, there's a, a three-inch lip, like a big Forgiato or, you know, like a show car mm-hmm. should have, you know, big lips, you know? Yeah. You know, so, so we wanted something that gave, you know, gave that appearance of something completely different. You know, and the coolest thing about it is, you know, it, you know, everybody makes a cool wheel. There's no question. Everybody's reinvented the wheel. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, made the cure for cancer when it comes to building their badass motorcycle. I just think ours is a little bit cooler when it comes to, you know, some design, some major structural design things. And the wheel is one of the things that I'm really proud of, you know. Well, it is super uh, cool. The, you know, me and the guys, we all had a little bit. It, it's the first project that all the guys at the shop had their fingers in, you know, everybody had a little piece and everybody was like, turn it this way, do this line this way, Mm -hmm. do this, this way. And, and that was part of what, what the expense was, you know, it starts out as a six inch by 40 inch block and, and every single curve that's in that gets cut out. It's not a wheel blank that just gets cut down with a little squiggly design in the middle. So sadly, it's very cool. I mean, it was, it was pricey, but it's dope. And then we had to, after we did the 32, then we had to do a 30 and a 26 because we just don't know how to leave well enough alone. And what I hear is that quite possibly these guys down in Florida might end up with one on a motorcycle soon. I don't know. You know, it's know. a beautiful wheel, and we've been, we've been talking to several different customers about using it because – We have matching ruckus wheels. <laughs> I, you know what? That is very true. And that is one thing that definitely stands out whenever I think about you guys, because not many people are into all these ruckuses either. And, you know, Corey and I, we're not shy about it. We love customizing these little ruckuses and taking them out. And they're a lot of fun. And then whenever I found out that you guys were doing them too, I'm like, wait, hold on. And then whenever I went to your shop, you guys have an entire room full of ruckuses, which is pretty cool. So how did you even get into that? What? Uh, What happened was um, we called up the guys at American Honda's race team. um, And we were like, Hey, we want some ruckuses. And they delivered them to the shop. It was pretty cool. Um, we had a we had a kind of inside from years of being in the, the whole sport bike industry, and um, it was pretty cool. You know, the guys from Geico Honda uh, had the race trailer over there in front of the shop, and they dropped six of them off. Well, wow. the next thing I know is I went to lunch and came back, and I noticed uh, my credit card statement was a little funky, and I was like, so what are we doing here, guys? And And my business partner and the guys at the shop all uh, decided that we were now in the ruckus building business, and, <laughs> and and we took we took a really good deal on six ruckuses and turned them into a hundred thousand dollars worth of ruckus. 
Um, wow. But, no, but no, they're they're a lot of fun. I mean, you saw them, you know. Uh, you know, they're they're awesome. They're crazy colors, and we made custom wheels to match the big wheels. So, and uh, the intention was to build ruckuses that matched the big bikes. You know, ah. um, so each one. Each one was designed so that it could sit next to the the big bikes, and we could ride around at the show while the big bikes were parked and not have to be stuck there. And uh, very cool. The hey, I have around. to ask you something though, and I gotta yeah. call you out on this. When Crap. are you gonna do a big motor ruckus? We're scared. I didn't see any we're big scared, motors on your ruckuses while I was there. We're scared. We're scared. We're scared of big <laughs> motors. That's why we turbo. That's why we turbocharge the big bikes. Remember, you can't ride the big bikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, no, you know what, to be honest with you, we, we, uh, you know, we've had so much luck with the, with the little get motors, the little 49 CC motors. And we really literally bought them so that we could just zip around town and not have any kind of problems. And we, uh, we had heard some kind of horror stories about these little, you know, 150 upgrades. And to be quite honest with you, I just don't want to push anything ever again in my life other than my luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. But although they don't, they I can probably pick it up myself, so it's not like you're pushing a whole lot. So I don't value no, that excuse very much. I'm lazy when it comes to stuff. <laughs> when it's stuck, I'm like, man, get the trailer. I'm like, that's why we bought this crap, man. Call an Uber. I'm like, this shit's broken. Leave it here. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. No, the, the, no I mean, the big motors are fun. So maybe, maybe – Maybe I can talk you into eventually doing a big motor because I'll I keep saying I'll make you do oh I'll make you okay. um I'll make a deal on the air. You ready? You want a deal? Yeah. I will buy a one fifty motor for a ruckus from you guys. You guys buy a thirty inch wheel from me. That is such a bad deal. <laughs> well not for me. Not for me. <laughs> That's a great deal. You got, everybody me, listening probably has shop. no idea. What uh guess, what a 150 cost? They're nothing. Yeah, it's like it's like 300 bucks. It's awesome. It's like a bar tab. You know, it's great. Yeah, that that was a bad deal. But how about this? We have to add, if if we get one of your wheels, and if you put mm-hmm. a 150 in one of your ruckuses, then mm-hmm. we have to do we have to have a drag race at one of the shows in front of people. Did you just challenge us to a drag race? I did. Yeah. Oh, I don't need you to buy a wheel to challenge us to a drag race. We are totally <laughs> down with that. Okay. <laughs> now, the, now I'm not even going to sell you a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all about drag racing. Come on now. You just went to the core. <laughs> you sound like no, Corey. Corey's always all about drag racing me because he knows that I still have my gut motor. We're all about that. We're all about all that. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna all be right. honest with you. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use your 150. We're gonna do our own motor. How about that? Well, you know, so, I hate to break it to you, but we don't have a 150. Corey actually has like a 180 board out to a 205 or something. It's stupid. What I a have big ass cheater. A what a big ass cheater. You were about to. You were about to cheat us right out of the gate. You were trying to cheat us. See people. No, I wasn't. Anybody I'm listening? You that... Anybody listening? <laughs> motorcycle people lie. <laughs> If it's drag racing, they will lie to you. Yeah, sure. No, everybody has seen everybody has seen video evidence of our drag races here at the shop. They don't go too well. We went that one night from ruckuses to pedal bikes. It's a wonder we didn't end up having foot races. But yeah, I will race you, and we will have to do that in Galveston, maybe. Oh, now you want to race me? I'll have to. 
I'm putting my, I'm putting I'm putting our jockey Who do you on think there. Think right I'm, I'm, putting Nick, I'm, I'm putting Nick on there. I'm putting the jockey. He's he's the pro rider. I mean, didn't you hear I crashed? Come on now. Come on now. I'm, yeah, I'm going to put him on a diet now. I'm, I'm going to put him on well, a diet now. He's got to slim down. Didn't you hear that I crashed a ruckus? So it kind of evens the playing field. <laughs> I will absolutely fix your ruckus if you fix Miss right now. <laughs> oh, no. My ruckus is fixed. That happened last year. I got hit. I didn't crash it. I got hit by another bike. <laughs> Hey, I feel your pain. I definitely I did your some pain. damage. That's how, that's, how this, yeah. that's how this whole ordeal went down. So, <laughs> no, I'm hoping. So, I'm tell really me. Actually, I'm really actually hoping to have Miss right now ready for Sturgis, and we've got a little bit of a surprise for the rest of the world with her if she if she's ready. Cross well, you know, I I saw I saw her whenever I was at your shop, and honestly, I was really surprised that more damage wasn't done. I mean, it, it's a lot of. It's a lot to fix, but it could have been worse, you know. So oh, the bike itself did um, great. I just don't. I, I just, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, um, uh, I took all the the brunt of it when I was young. I used to, I used yeah. to say, you know, fall underneath the bike because bone teal plastic doesn't. Well, now I'm a little bit older and <laughs> you can buy new plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <this> yeah. Hurts. <laughs> so. So, and you know what's crazy is, I mean, honestly, by the time that, you know, we get to service, it may have a completely different array of girls painted on it, you know, who knows? I can see that happening. All right. I mean, you know, service is coming up really soon. Yeah, it's pretty scary. 60 something days, 60 something days, right? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know even if she's worse make when you it. think I mean, that way. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> promise. I'm not gonna promise. But I've okay. got something special if, if it does. I mean, uh, okay. I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I love that whole bolt-on thing, and I'm doing something completely different. Well, you know, right I promised people that we would talk about your whole love for bolt-ons, and I kind of. I was playing around people on Facebook. I was like, ah, you don't know what we're going to talk about. Is it going to be bolt-on necks? Is it going to be bolt-on boobs? Who knows? But um, well, everybody well, knows that you've always – than 7-Elevens in Dallas, so. <laughs> Are you really? It's that oh, much, yeah. huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> so I I kind of hinted around to everybody that we were going to talk about that because, you know, a lot of people that come on the show – they they really push weld on necks, you know, and um, a lot of people say that that's the way to go, and they stand by it, and um, they mm-hmm. just won't hear anybody else out. You have always stood by the bolt on necks, and I'm really anxious for you to kind of tell your why so everybody listening can hear somebody from the other side. Well, the reality was that I just honestly didn't want to cut the neck off my bike. I mean, I, I know that that's so crazy. So why, but... why? What was your reason? Uh, you know, I, I didn't really have a justifiable reason other than I knew that there had to be a way to make it all work where you didn't void your warranty. You know, yeah. um, I, I wanted a, a really cool bike. And, you know, like every poor sap in America, America that, that buys a new Harley, I fell for the whole I'm sorry, prepaid that maintenance. Was he clearly does not care that we're trying to do a show here. Did you hear that, Art? He said he doesn't care about your episode. Oh. What do you say? 
What did he say? He said he's geared up for Myrtle Beach. He's got his Glock with the banana clip. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, you know what's funny is you guys, get to, you, guys get to, you guys get to do all the cool shows. I never get to, I never get to do the East Coast shows. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm here. Pretty, <laughs> I, I was going to say I'm pretty sure that my mouth would probably get me shot at Myrtle Beach. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. You know what? I agree with you. <laughs> Could happen. I Could agree happen. with you. I'm so really anyway. bad about I'm really bad about talking to pretty girls regardless of who they're standing next to. Okay, yeah, you might get hurt, Art. So I'm going to be a friend, and I'm going to tell you, let's not take you to Myrtle Beach this year. Maybe next year. Next year? Maybe. Next we'll year. see. Yeah, maybe. Let my, maybe. Leg, let, let, my leg heal. let my leg heal up, and let me do a couple yeah. cycles of some juice and bulk it up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm kidding. going back to the, the bolt-on next. Start over again. Okay. Tell us again because oh, rude, Corey. Well, you know what? the whole thing was with the bolt-on neck is I wanted I wanted another option for having a bike that you know basically that you didn't have to just butcher up. You know, I, I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that having a welded neck means you're butchering a bike by any means. I just knew that there was guys that could really do a very beautiful job and weld on a neck and then I saw some horrible ones I saw ones that Mm -hmm. I was like that looks like a bridge or like a park and I was like I was just amazed that people actually paid somebody else to to do it and I was like this is horrible um but the ones that were good were were gorgeous they were artistic and they were beautiful you know um the biggest part of it was that I didn't want to void my warranty. I fell prey to, you know, when I bought my Harley, my first one, I, I, I really sucked it up. You know, I, I jumped on board like everybody else did. And, you know, um, I'm going to get the extended warranty and the prepaid maintenance and all. And uh, I was like, shit, I just spent four grand on all that. You know, I'm not going to cut the head off my bike mm-hmm. and turn it into, you know, something that I can't get anything done, you know. And Harley has this phenomenal way of, convincing people that if anybody else touches your motorcycle that they'll never touch it again or it voids the warranty, which is a hundred percent untrue folks. You know, the bolt on neck thing, it doesn't void your warranty. Uh, there's no way that Harley Davids can actually put anything on it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the rigidity of the frame or anything like that. And another reason being the divorce rate in Dallas is extremely high. And a bunch you of my know, friends. I keep hearing a, this. It's crazy. It's like it's like over fifty percent okay. here. It huh. might be because there's a lot of strippers here. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure that they are to blame. I could guess okay. maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. Um, the reality was that the divorce rate is extremely high, and I kept running into people that were like, you know, man, I I'd love to ride a new bike, but I lost my last bike in my divorce. And, and I just can't do it. And, you know, the bolt on that kind of gives you a different option of being able to build this great bike. And then if, heavens forbid, your relationship doesn't go right, bring it back. We can put it back to normal. And it ah. literally can transform back to the original bike. And, hey, there you go. So instead of losing your, your show-winning badass 30-inch bike, you hand that rotten, ratchet, cheating, 
Um, I mean, loving, loving soon to be ex, a stock motorcycle, and you don't see you don't see her new boyfriend riding around on it. Oh, so, there you go. So, leave yeah. it to you to look at it that way. I've been I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easy to deal with when you've lived it, you know. I mean, we've all been in that relationship, yeah. you know. Hell, that time this right now got built. I mean. Oh, you know, <laughs> you that's know? funny. So, but, what do you say to the people who, um, and this is just me putting it out there because this is what we hear all the time. What do you say to people who say that bolt on necks are not safe? What do you say to the people who say that um, they're not as strong as weld on necks? What do you? What is your comeback? Like, how do you? Is it? Is it your experience with them? Is it? the the math or the the manufacturing behind it what is your reason well my justification is this and it's really simple you know what the bolt-on necks are not for everybody and Mm -hmm. it's just that simple but black shoes aren't for everybody white shoes aren't for everybody blondes aren't for everybody brunettes aren't for everybody it was just another option as far as it being safe i had the very first 30 inch bolt-on in the country I rode around mm-hmm. with it for, I don't know, probably four to six months before anybody even knew it existed. Um, so this was the black and blue pe- star bike, right? Yes. The bike Starstruck okay. was the first one out there from American Suspension. Okay. Um, you know, people said that you couldn't, you couldn't drive a big wheel over 60 miles an hour. You know, if it was at 30, mm-hmm. you couldn't, you know, you know, it didn't matter if it was welded or bolted on. Um, now on Facebook, there may or may not be a, a video or two on my personal page where somebody that may look similar to me driving a motorcycle that looks very similar to mine could or could not be driving in excess of 100 miles an hour on the very first one um, using his iPhone to videotape it. I don't know. It could be. Your phone, your not Facebook's admit about anything. to blow up. <laughs> I'm not going to admit it, but I will say it's probably about the sixth or seventh video on the page. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, you know, I've been asked about it before. You know, people said, you know, how does it ride? You know, that was the biggest thing. Does it ride like a welded-on neck? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. Um, aesthetically, that was the biggest thing. You know, it was not attractive in comparison to these beautiful arched necks that everybody was welding in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, me and the guys at the shop, um, we knew that, you know, um, you know, I, hell, I petitioned the guys at American Bagger to come up with a bolt-on class, you know, just kind of, just kind of thinking, hey, it's never going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and to be quite honest with you, um, my driving force was, was really my business partner. Um, he told me, he's like, man, he's like, I don't know why you keep dumping money into this bike. It's just a bolt-on bike. It's never going to win a show, you know, huh. um, it's never gonna. It's never gonna be baddest bagger. It's never gonna win first place. It's never gonna, you know, go out there and the world's gonna accept it. And I was like, you know, I kind of expected that from other builders. And you know, there was a lot of people that when we when we debuted the the bolt on bike, you know, Starstruck took third place at baddest bagger's first run out. And I got a lot of phone calls from people where they, um, they were like, how much did you guys have to pay to get the trophy? You know, I mean, just stupid, ridiculous. Ah. You know, yeah. everybody knows we don't pay for that stuff. We just bribe them with chicks. 
Um, but anyway, um, you know. Now we know. I mean, yeah, of course. You know, Tony and Dave are great guys. You know. Um, but but the reality was is that my my business partner was one of the the, the biggest non-believers of it turning into something that people would accept in the show world. He knew that it would accept mainstream because it was an option mm-hmm. that was easy for the average person. If you have, you know, a decent amount of mechanical skills, you can put this on uh, at home. You know, um, we do a couple different things to them uh, when we do them in-house that, that other places aren't familiar with. So it's kind of, we've probably done more bolt-ons than anybody else in the country, you know, because of that. Okay. Um, right. But... Um, you know, he, he was really against it. He, he really didn't like the idea of it. And being best friends with somebody for 20 years doesn't mean that you always have to agree. It means sometimes you just go, man, shove that shit up your ass, dude. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? He, uh, he wasn't, he wasn't negative about it. He just wasn't convinced it was going to work out. And he, uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to work on my shit. You go over there and work on your shit. And uh, when it started coming together, he was like, man, you're okay. I get where you're going here. And then he jumped yeah. on board, you know, and when he jumped on board, I knew that I could convince anybody. Yeah. And uh, next thing I know, you know, it took first place, and, you know, pro class. And it was the first time a, a bolt on neck had ever done that. You know, we, very we went cool. down to Galveston. And, and, uh-huh. No, I was going to say, we went down to Galveston and came home with like, seven trophies from that show. You know, it was like baddest bagger, first place pro class, ass kicker pick, urban bagger pick, American bagger pick. I mean, it was pretty much anything they had, you know? And, yeah, uh, you guys, wrapped it, up. you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just the bolt on neck that did it. It was some, some little tricks here, little tricks here, setting the bike up a little bit differently, making the bike sit lower, you know, and to be quite honest with you, we didn't tell anybody that the bike had a bolt on neck until after the show. You know, ah. as far as the judging went, and then they all mm-hmm. were like, "Bullshit," and I was like, "No, <laughs> I got gotcha. you." And then yeah. every and then everybody at American Bagger was like, "Kiss my ass, we're not doing a bolt on class because you just want <laughs> to show with it." <laughs> so, so, oh god. That's which funny. I was really hoping to have a bagger class, but you know, a bagger bolt on class because I was like, "Okay, we got this." But um, yeah. You know, we got the we got the guys at TOL involved. You know, they they helped us out with some really cool bags. Um, you know, for the bikes, and we went super dramatic, yeah. super long, and 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 uh, they've actually since then um, they're actually building bags for us. We have our own design that we're just getting ready to release. We, you know, I'm sure some folks have seen them on Facebook, and we're blowing them out. You know, like 1,600 bucks just to get them out there in the market. And they're six down, wow. nine back. You know, they're angled okay. cuts, so you can ride around with them, and they have a cool, they have a really cool look. You know, they're on our Facebook page, they're on the website and everything, so, you know, and okay. everybody knows TOL's, everybody knows TOL's quality, you know. I mean, they make some of the best products Oh, yeah. There, yeah, know? for sure. We love the guys over at TOL. Um, now, you said that people can see your your bags and fender on your Facebook page and on your website. Um Send me a picture so I can post it on our Facebook and stuff as well so that everybody will be able to find it because they're really good-looking bags and fender, guys. I saw them whenever I was out there. I think you guys had a set of them in the showroom out front. Yes. 
Yes. Is that yes, right? Yes. Yeah. You saw the you saw the first the first ever bags. You saw the first finished ones. You know, and the, oh, okay. and the big thing was is, and the big thing of it was is that we used, um, once again, you know, our our buddy Jace over at uh, Fast Life. You know, he came up with mm-hmm. the design, and we put the money into it, and you know, we were like, hey, this is great, man. You know, we we love this. We're gonna support it, and we're gonna pump them out there, and talk to Sean and Matt over at TOL, and and, and granted, you know, it, it's. Uh, it's been a little bit of a, a chore, you know. We put a, a lot of time and money into them, but we wanted something that fit, and and that was our biggest thing getting into this. We were like, you know, hey, we're gonna build Harley's. Okay, shit, that doesn't fit. Send it back, get a new one, <laughs> and then we we'd get yeah. the second one, and then that one didn't fit either. And then a buddy of mine, uh, I won't name any names, John Shope, um, basically <laughs> said, hey, are you building bikes over there, or are you guys just putting them together? And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "Make the shit, make the shit fit, dude." I was like, "That, yeah, that, that is exactly <laughs> what would come out of John's mouth." So, <laughs> yeah, totally believe that. You know? <laughs> you know, he was like, he's like, quit dicking around. You know, he's like, he's like, you're yeah. wasting more time waiting for stuff to come. Make the hole bigger, <laughs> drill it in a new spot, fiberglass it in, fix it. You know, quit, yeah, quit just putting bikes together, build a bike. Yeah, and I was like. Okay, jackass, I thought I paid you good money for something that fit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we and we and we became great friends from it, you know? I mean, he he's a super cool guy, you know? I mean, yeah. When I was, when I was in the hospital, he sent me a he sent me a little video of his boy wearing like a stormtrooper mask, you know, saying get better and you know, get out of the hospital and stuff. Just really nice That's guy, cool. you know. Really sorry for his recent loss, you know. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, that that was a huge hit a couple of days ago. You know. So, you know. So, you know, most people um, most people in the motorcycle industry don't don't really get along until until the shit hits the fan and then everybody kind of bands together. It's kind of like it's kind of like being brothers and sisters where you're like, "Hey, go clean your room." And they're like, "Ah, screw you." And and then your neighbor comes over and goes, "Man, your sister's a bitch." And then you have to punch him in the face for it. You know, you know, it's like, yeah. I can call her a bitch, but you can't call her a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's, that's really what it's like. I mean, for the most part, for the most part, you know, a lot of the builders don't get along. You know, <laughs> trust me, I love it. I call it stripper yeah. drama, man. I mean, there's, everybody's talking about <laughs> everybody. Much. And and, and I, I think it's great. I'm like, okay, so what did they do? I'm like, oh, shit, that's yeah. awesome. I'm like, somebody got caught with a picture funny. showing their wiener to somebody else? Oh, my God, that's awesome. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, that's funny. Um, no. You Art, don't you know, know that who we that was. Do... What? Oh, you that was real? You don't know that picture was. That was real. Oh. You're saying that because I probably do know, but I don't want to know. Like, I probably know who I'm it not is, gonna, but I probably don't want to know that they did that it. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, although I have been told I have a similar appearance. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. What? <laughs> what? All I'm right. putting this back on you. Moving on. <laughs> I see that. Yes. So, you yes. know that we usually do a um, hot seat, right? Crap. No? Maybe not. Crap. Well, Crap. I'm not going to do so a hot wants... seat. That's, that's the good what? part. What I'm going to do instead is 
no, I'm not scared. I just think this is going to be way funnier. We had some some pretty comical questions from Facebook, okay? So I'm going to read through some of them for you. Yeah. And are they, are um, they builder are they builder comments or are they customer comments? Uh I can't, they're not builder comments, but <laughs> Woo, I made it through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go so, ahead. So, okay. Um First question. This is eight, eight, and a, eight and a half. Rick. That's the answer. <laughs> this is from Rick. What? He wants my, to know what what's the, on what your chin. What I wear? Did what's on me? my chin? What's Rick on my wants chin? to know what's on your chin. Yes. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I'm really trying to turn over a new leaf. Why would somebody say something like that? Did you not explain that I'm trying to be better as a person? Did I not go over that part earlier? You did. You that did. Is my little, that so, is my little soul patch. That's my soul patch. Okay. That's the. That's the. Okay. I'm gonna gotcha. answer it as nicely as possible. Okay. There you go. That's your soul I, patch. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Okay. It so matches. It matches other people is, I know. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question is a little more serious. Um, okay. John said you mentioned. Uh, using Trask and uh, CMP, Mike Forum. Um, he wants to know which you prefer and why. Well, I, you know what? I think it really depends on the build, and I think it depends on the person that the bike is being built for, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of, of supercharged bikes. We don't do a lot of really big motorbikes. Um, we, we're firm believers in turbos. I mean, Everybody at the shop has something that's turbocharged. I mean, I even have a turbo tattoo on my arm, um, and it's always been that way. You know, me and my okay. partner drive around in F-250s and F-350s with 600 horsepower, you know. Um, and then, you know, Nick's got this big monster GTR. So turbos are a way of life for us. So um, I, I think really it's the person in the build. Um, okay. You know, the the, the Trask is really compact, and it, and, it, and it hugs the bike, and it's got – you know, a nice little intercooler and, you know, it's got a, it's got a great appearance. Um, I think the CMP has some structurally better components. Um, okay. but it's, but it's a, pre- but it's a price point too. I mean, the, the CMP yeah. is a little bit more expensive. Um, but you know, um, if, it, if expense isn't really an issue, you know, honestly, um, I mean, I had the trash <laughs> on my bike, I took it off. Now I have a CMP. You know, it's half okay, a dozen well, of one, six to the other. Yeah. You know, I, I love the okay. way the CMP looks. So they make the same power. <laughs> You're rambling, Art. You're rambling. We're going to move to the next question. <laughs> um, I didn't want to talk about my chin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Steven says that he is coming to Dallas for the first time next month, and he wants to know what tourist attractions you recommend. And by tourist attractions, he means strip clubs. You're shitting me, right? He needs to cut. He needs to come by All Star Baggers first, and I will actually escort him through. We in Texas, we don't actually believe in just telling you where to go. We have to show you. That's called hospital. hospitality. So. Did you hear the rest through. of his question? Yeah, he, he yeah he wanted to go to um, tourist attractions like um, seeing like where JFK was shot and where bubbles. Was yeah, on no, and, not what I he mean, said. No. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I got stuck he in the strip club. 
yeah, no, that's what he said. He said he wanted to know where the best tourist attractions are, and by tourist attractions, he means strip clubs. So, yeah, Stephen, but- he will go by All Star Baggers. Art will personally escort you to his favorite strip club. Right? No, I will take him to all of them. No, I'll take him to all of them. That's what we do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Brian wants to know, are you going to be uh, set up with a booth at Galveston or Daytona this year? You know what? We went down to Daytona. It was our, this is our first run on the East coast. Um, Mm -hmm. After seeing after seeing Daytona and experiencing how nice it was down there, I would expect that next year we do set up a booth for Daytona um, for the early part of the year, not for Mm -hmm. Oktoberfest this year. Um, It's just too soon for us. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, um, we've got we've we've got some some stuff going on at the shop where we're trying to expand a little bit, and uh, it's just not financially viable for us to to do that at this time. Um, as far okay. as Galveston goes, makes sense. I mean it's it's mm-hmm. it's hometown, you know. I mean we did it last year. I, I mean, for seeing that there's not a hurricane, yeah, I would I would have definitely <laughs> expect us to be there. You know. Okay. Cool. Um, Cool. You know, last year, last year they tried to kick us out because we had this big DJ booth and it was blasting out all the other vendors. And there were, there was some other vendor <laughs> that was getting really upset. And I'm not really quite sure, but I mean, so we came to bring in the ruckus. <laughs> we all brought right, so the ruckus last year. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, so I got to figure out a way to get mine out there this year. Um, so Art, we have one minute left. Tell everybody how they can cool. get in touch with you guys, where to find information about your business before we have to cut this off. Cool. Well, check out allstarbaggers.com, obviously. Um, check out All Star Baggers on Facebook. Myself, Art Steele, my business partner, Nick Morale. Um, either one of us would be glad to help you out with anything. Or call the shop here in downtown Dallas at area code 469-802-9890. Hey, and before we hang up, guys, we do regular stuff, too. We do oil changes, tires, just regular stuff. It's not just about crazy builds. We, um, yeah. you know, we, we, we love motorcycles, and it doesn't really matter if it's a Harley or a Honda because our snap-on boxes don't know the difference, you know. <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> so, so the reality is if you're on two wheels, you're welcome to come on through. You know, we specialize in baggers, but we definitely can help you out. And Courtney, Very you cool. have been a blast. I'm so glad that you didn't bring up the fact that I ran strip clubs for 12 years. That is so awesome. Thank you for not embarrassing me. had to add that in there. (laughs) All right. We're not off the air. No. I knew it was going to (laughs) happen. All right. So um, I'm pretty sure that we just got cut off, but... Um, if not, you'll be able to use that link that I posted earlier to, um, listen to the show anytime, or if you want to share it with people or you put it on your site or whatever you can. Cool. That's awesome. We're going to have to, yeah. we're going to have to do that. And thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, try, I really, yeah, I really I did. did try to be there. <laughs> no, I just feel bad that-, that I feel bad. <laughs> I'm a little quieter tonight. No. No, I didn't expect you to do much talking. You know me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to try to get these guys out of here so I can get out. Is that better than the walk-around interview? Yes. <laughs> yes, good job. <laughs> yeah.
yeah. Can I be your co-host? All right. I want to be your co-host. Let's let's interview people together. Uh oh. I don't know. Do think about that. That would be awesome. I haven't had a co-host in a while. That would be awesome. We may have to try that. Do you know? <laughs> do you know what we would do to the motorcycle industry between the two of us? I don't even want we, to think we could, actually, we could actually make it fun. <laughs> make it fun, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we'll we'll have to talk about it. Maybe you can come on and host the show sometime. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah. hopefully the episode does well. Can you tell us there was a lot of people? Um, yeah, I can. Um, and I'll get final numbers tomorrow for the live listeners. Was there like six? Was there like six people like Nick and like his? His girlfriend? Listen, that was it, right? No, no. We had – hold on. Let me go back here. Um, Did you notice how I wouldn't say misfit no matter how bad? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.